A lot of people feel that holiday newsletters are corny and old-fashioned. But in our family, they're a time-honored tradition. So here goes. Dear friends, family, and fellow Earth dwellers, we're back after a brief one-year hiatus to report on the latest and greatest in the Jennings family. Life just seems to fly by. But that's what happens when you're having a splendiferous time. I went to go see Aladdin. Oh, the, sh- the Broadway show. The Broadway show. Oh, it's, it's really fun, isn't it? We won the special private booth in the back of the theater that is reserved for, like, companies that, like, donate a ton of money to the theater. Right. And so we had eight of us in this fancy little booth. It looked cool, I guess, but also like it looked like you couldn't see the stage. The view was not as bad as I initially thought. Like once I actually sat and watched the show, it wasn't as bad as it seemed. Uh huh. You know that clip of uh, from Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire where he's dancing through the street, but they remove the music? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know that clip? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So because we had speakers in our room and they were hooked up to the microphones of the singers... It sounded a little bit like that clip, like if you not removed the music, but if you turned it down to 25 percent. Right. But the vocals were all still there. And then like when the singers came on stage and they had a drum in their hand, you'd hear the drum really clearly. Right. <laughs> you just hear like sound effects and their voice came through crystal clear. But the actual background music of the band below was like faint. <laughs> And I'm sure also just like generic shuffling around noise, like just like footsteps. Right. Or like the singers are trained to enunciate like if they say top, they don't say top. They say top. Huge. A huge pop on the P. And that doesn't come through when you're in the audience. But when you're in that room, boy, it does. Sure. Or when you (laughs) listen to podcasts. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's almost like real life dubbing. It was a little uncanny valley. It was a little. But once you got used to it after about 10 minutes or so, it wasn't, you know, I that's a good show, though. I've, I've actually seen You've it. You've seen Aladdin. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I went to Broadway and, and, and saw it. It was cool. Did they go with the Will Smith blue uh, genie or did they go with the more Robin Williams like girthy genie? Well, this genie was slapping everyone every, on the stage, just kicking everyone's asses. So it was the Will Smith Fucking genie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it was sort of the Robin Williams goofy over the topness, but like with modern sensibility that most of the time was funny, but sometimes I was also kind of like, when you're making a TikTok joke, it kind of bothers me. Oh, a little no, bit. no, no, no. Yeah, That's yeah. in the show. There's it's, TikTok jokes. It's very modern. He pulled out a Grogu doll at one point. Ah, no, shit. <laughs> but I will say, in general, the Disney Broadway productions are incredible. Look at fucking corporate chill Nick over here fucking sucking yeah. Iger's teeth. I have not seen The Lion King on Broadway. Everyone says it's oh, magnificent. Oh, it's the it best thing ever. Yeah. It just closed. Or no, did Phantom of the Opera close? Something big closed. Cats? Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we, we would not be so fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see it <laughs> on Broadway. Cats? I sort of do, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a Weber. Never I, seen a Weber. Yeah. Neither have I. What are what are Weber's? Jesus Christ Superstar, Sweeney Todd. Oh, I hated Jesus Christ Superstar. It's the only show I've ever seen that I really was like that was actually bad. Wow, it was not good. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. You seen that one? I've seen the filmed VHS release with Donny Osmond, or uh, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. What? Uh, just a great, <laughs> great film. I don't know. His work is a little too drug fueled. Oh yeah, that's his whole thing. It's like, what if they were cats, but they also went to heaven? And like, what are, yeah, <laughs> it's not good though. It's it's. He was one of those guys where it's like before I, I got into Broadway theater, I always thought like he was the man, like the most respected guy because I didn't know anything. Right, the, Weber for me was always like because he was the commercially successful Broadway guy. Yeah. But then and then as you get older, you're like, oh wait a minute, this guy is considered a hack. I don't know. Well, is he a hack or is he just uh, silly? Is he goofy? Yes. He's just he's just a silly. Yes, right. No, he's, he's a fucking loser. He's a fucking loser. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's be clear. I don't know if loser is the word, Nick. It might be a little strong. Uh, your cat is going to end the recording right <laughs> My now. Cat your, ca- your cat is seven. Now she is fighting she, me for control she, of the mixer. She's dangerously <laughs> close to that red button. <laughs> she's like, stop this nonsense. Stop talking about cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I am not a jellical cat, all right? <laughs> she's looking at She's pissed right now. <laughs> Chill out, kiddo. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really nervous. Because now I'm the mixer of the... She's, oh, Jesus. Now she's, she's attacking me. She's done with this show. <laughs> no, the record button on this mixer is like giant and red. So it's very easy to... <laughs> And it's fish shaped and it wiggles around. Oh my god, I wish no god no <laughs> god I wish I wish you could see this thing. This is hilarious. <laughs> Layla. And she's like attacking me. She's like, if you say one oh more thing, god. I'm pressing the button. <laughs> Holy shit, this is funny. Alright, I'm gonna <laughs> she's getting very close. Right. No, she's playing this game oh, right no. now. No. All I see is Nico like reaching off to the side very timidly because he's afraid of getting scratched. We're playing a game of chicken now where every time I lunge towards her, she like sticks her paw in the direction of the record button. It's like she's got her finger in a fucking grenade and I'm like negotiating with her. She's holding us hostage right now. That's what's going on. We don't negotiate with terrorists. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, Okay. Uh, Um, Guys, it's Christmas time. fucking Christmas morning. Fucking love that drop, dude. Great stuff. Yeah, it is the holiday season, dooby dooby doo, and we are once again dipping our toe into the Netflix cinematic Christmas universe. <laughs> cinematic Christmas universe? What did we dub it? The NCCU? Yeah, other people dub it the Netflix holiday cinematic universe, but... We here on Why Is This a Thing take a strong stance. Strong. It is. It is Merry Christmas. That's it is right. not happening. What are they doing to my holiday? Fuck your war on Christmas. Yep. All right. <laughs> Fuck that shit. We say Merry Christmas here. Yep. Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> the Netflix Christmas universe. And we are talking about a movie today that just hit the streamer last week and is currently number one on the Netflix top ten. Fuck the killer. Fuck, uh, you know, whatever, the the new Haunting on Hill House show. Uh, All all these things (laughs) pale in comparison to, and I'm going to make sure I get the punctuation right here, best dot Christmas dot ever exclamation point. I would have gone with best Christmas ever. (laughs) Best Christmas ever starring Heather Graham, Brandy, whose last name I did not know, and I guess until I saw the credits for this. I'm like, oh, okay. Brandy Norwood, that's what she's going by now. Yeah. And she's... As an actress. Yeah, she's transitioning into her thespian career. Exactly. Uh, and uh, the, the big homie, Jason Biggs. <laughs> Where, okay, because this is... Let's, let's start off with Jason Biggs. Yeah, let's clear the air here for a second because you told me something very funny over text today. I was trying to get Abby into watching this movie. She never looks forward to these. I, I subject her to these awful Christmas movies every year. But, you know, I'm always excited because, you know, it's our, it's our shtick. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, it's Jason Biggs from anything else." <laughs> what is it? The 2002 Woody Allen movie. Woody Allen movie. Christina Ricci and <laughs> you like that movie? She's like, "Yeah, I, I guess I did." <laughs> <laughs> Which is what every girlfriend is supposed to say when you ask them, "Hey, you like this Woody Allen movie, right?" And well, they're like, "Yeah." I sure. have I have not been kind to Abby with the movies lately because I I'm forcing her to go with me to see Godzilla minus one, and she's like, "God damn it, I don't want to go see fucking Godzilla." She chose to marry you. She knows she has to see every Godzilla movie in theaters. What does she? I mean, what does she want? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You watch The Bachelor with her. Oh, you better believe I'm watching Dancing with the Stars tomorrow night, by the way. Happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> also the reason I'm not going to your guys' fucking oh, yeah. high school you hear this reunion. Shit? So our, our 10-year high school reunion is coming up. Adam <laughs> was not in our high school, he, so he is not going to the Might reunion. as well have been. But his fiance, of course, graduated with us, and she should be coming to this, and she said she would until she found out that Oh, darn. Adam and I have tickets to see Dancing with the Stars on Ice or whatever the fuck the show is. <laughs> I just thought your default like exhibition show is on ice. Right. Dancing with the Stars on ice or something. <laughs> no, I just assume if you're going to a bullshit show, it's, it's, it's the ice capades. Okay. You know, that's... <laughs> 
I did see funny. It's very funny you should mention because huh. I did go and see a Cirque du Soleil on ice because those those are the only tickets we could get. They're on ice now, huh? Yeah, they, they they've are. abandoned they have, they've abandoned the sky. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they take to the ice. <laughs> No that sounds so dangerous. <laughs> oh, it looked dangerous too, by the way. <laughs> it was already dangerous. Now we're adding slippery to the mix. <laughs> yes. We're missing. adding sharp blades. The missing ingredient is, is slippery and near decapitations. Oh my God. It's a fun show. <laughs> We should do war on ice. That's a, there we go. Just make it more. See, I'm thinking of the battles because I love this shit. And I'm just thinking of like the beaches. We can't get up the beach because it's too yeah, they're slippery. Just, they're going uphill and it's all ice. And they're just fucking, they're trying to get the tanks up there. And they're just. They've been stuck on the beach for 12 hours. Cause fucking D-Day on ice is the best. <laughs> So they, they, didn't even, they didn't even have the U-boats. They're just skating in from across the channel. Look at, them, just, look at them all. If they turned fucking Saving Private Ryan into an ice capage. <laughs> oh, God. Look talking about yeah oh no jason biggs so oh yeah <laughs> no you were like yeah abby knows jason biggs from uh anything else from anything else and not from american pie and i just found that very amusing i don't yeah i don't believe she's seen an american pie he's been in like 10 american pie movies right they're they're coming out with another one i guess they've done so many it's one of those franchises where it's like wait a minute they're still fucking making these well they've done okay so there's like the spin-offs like kind of the tertiary right college uh, days or whatever yeah Band, i think one was called band camp yeah right? yeah, the, yeah those are like the straight to dvd movies but the the like mainline uh american pie the canonical movies, american canonical, pie yeah that's correct yes yes the episodic ones right yes. um <laughs> those are uh yeah, there's i think there's only four actually American Pie 1, 2, Wedding, and then Reunion. American, yeah, Reunion, right. I, there, yeah, there's also, my God. I've seen all of them. <laughs> no comment. There. Uh, American Pie Presents, that's the spinoffs. So American uh, Pie, yeah. pre, right, it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bandcamp, The Naked Mile. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Beta House, and American Pie Presents, The Book of Love. Mm-hmm. It's like Spiral from the Book of Saw. That's right. <laughs> American Pie Girls <laughs> Rules. Man, there's so many of these. American Pie Revealed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Jason Biggs has, let's see, I'm, I'm going through his IMDb here. Obviously, he was on Orange is the New Black. He mm-hmm. was uh, Piper's uh, fiance or husband or whatever from Orange is the New Black. There was a brief moment where, like, his career is back. Felt that way. I mean, that show was really big, and that was like in the height of Netflix mania in terms of TV. Yes. It was that in House of Cards. Mm-hmm. But I do remember thinking, like, this is perfect casting for Jason Biggs, just as like the cuck husband whose <laughs> girlfriend is having unbelievable lesbian sex in prison. And he's just at home being like, wah, wah, I'm Jason Biggs and I'm a loser. Isn't that what he always plays, though? That's what he's kind of doing in anything else. I mean, it's kind of what he's doing in best christmas ever oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) basically best christmas ever yeah so abby did not like the movie i take it no she hated it okay and nick what'd you think i had a good time movies unhinged guys even for the netflix ccu standard it's pretty unhinged it's not quite that moment in Christmas Prince where the wolf shows up? No. What's not no. Quite that. I don't think that'll ever be top. That's one of those that. moments. Yeah, we are. We're chasing, chasing that high, right? I did. I'll, I'll say this. I did have a moment where I started yelling at the screen, so that's nice. Oh, that's always good. I upset the dog, but, you know. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's good. That's worthy of no. I mean, yeah, it's it comes towards the end, which I guess we'll get to. But, like, there's just a so dumb thing that happens that I'm just, like, I don't know where I am anymore movie. The climax is ridiculous ridiculous it's like crazy like that they even i mean considering they didn't just scrap the idea when they showed the script to netflix and like "Eh, we're not we don't have fucking hot air balloon budget all right i'm sorry like not well you're right they didn't have a hot air well clearly they did (laughs) because that was not a hot air balloon right but it kind of defies logic and also defies the budgetary constraints of this movie which 
you know, generally is shot on like a QVC soundstage. You know, that's kind of the energy that these movies are. Sure. So to add in a big CGI chase sequence is, I don't know. I was amazed by the the hot air balloon itself, by the way. It looked like it was, like, firing, like, plasma beams <laughs> into the balloon. Like, this is a balloon you'd see in, like, Star Trek or something like that. Right. This, this is a pretty impressive hot air balloon, I must say. Well, of course, it's also environmentally friendly because ah. that's what, that's what his name, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what Daniel... <laughs> the Star of Bethlehem is very environmentally friendly. <laughs> It's solar power. <laughs> this is why you don't trust the green lobby. You know what I mean? No, that's you just don't. Every time they said Daniel's name, I started singing Daniel by Ellen John. It just became funnier by the end of the movie. <laughs> How soon was that twist evident to you? At what minute mark would you estimate? Well, he wasn't in the fucking... <laughs> was it before the movie started? Was it literally like 10 minutes before you press play that it became obvious? In the prologue, I'm watching, I'm listening to this prologue and I'm watching and I'm seeing what they show me and there's a moment where I go, that's incredibly suspicious that they didn't show this one character even though they showed everybody else. Yep. And I had like an intrusive thought. I went, oh, they wouldn't do that. They, they set it up there as there's a twist coming, there's a twist coming, there's a twist coming, and I think you can pretty much guess what the twist is. For a second there, there was that one scene where, where Heather Graham breaks into the attic, mm -hmm. and she starts, like, rummaging around and looks underneath this tarp that is awfully suspicious, and I, I was thinking, like... Bo is afraid for a second. You're going like, to find a penis monster? Yeah, what if it's like some crazy thing where like Daniel is deformed and in a cage or something? Because they do kind of set up. <laughs> there was a, there was a little bit. There, okay, there was a little bit of me because this family is so insane that I was just like, are they going to like drug these people and like tie them to the chairs and force them to like eat a human being? Maybe they, they're they going to eat Daniel? No, in a different movie, in a different movie the yes. setup that would be what the the payoff was. Yes. Because it's so on the nose of like, oh, where's Daniel? So it's like, <laughs> where's Daniel? Right. No, I, I also felt like this movie missed out on an opportunity to really play up the love triangle and have it be like an Eyes Wide Shut-esque sex thriller because there was some handsiness going on between these two couples in this confined space and it's one of those things where it's just like change the music a little bit and uh, tick the aperture down a couple slots and all of a sudden you're in like a Tyler Perry trashy erotic thriller, you know? And and Jason Biggs is in the movie, which like there were moments where I was like, is this American Pie or is this a Hallmark film? I'm not. This is going to be the, the most exciting PG film I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> and the most they do is like a little innuendo of like, oh, we were just moving the furniture last night, kids. Mm. Mom, what was all that banging last night? Oh, that was just your Aunt Jackie and Uncle Val moving some furniture. Mm. It's an adult thing. You guys don't move furniture like that at night. Uh, oh. Um, <clears throat> we um, move furniture all the time. <laughs> we just do it quietly. But that doesn't mean it's not getting moved and getting moved real well. It's a little steamier, I guess, than your average Vanessa Hudgens Netflix. That was crazy, but the moving the furniture bit. First <laughs> off, there's a scene where they're trying to sleep at this guest room and the room over the entire house is fucking shaking. Guess you won the bet. Oops. It's an earthquake. It's category five. I'm shocked they didn't include moaning because it was so over the top. And then in the morning, the kids are like, what was all that noise we heard last night? And, and in my head, I'm like, it would be easier to just say, what noise? Right. But instead, they opt for the, the worst lie. That is a great point, though, Nick, in the sense that, like, I don't know if loud sex, that loud and obviously like seismic. Enthusiastic. Yeah. Sex. Was ever accompanied by no moaning whatsoever. Yeah, you that, know? I've never heard louder and less pleasurable sex <laughs> than in this film. I mean, they were loud and miserable. Right. Sure. Because right. Right. not a peep. Right. Maybe it was like sleepwalking sex. They were just both asleep. 
Um, I'm not going to dig into that. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not touching that. And because I really don't need to know where that came from in your life. Um, but yeah, sure, sleepwalk. Sleepwalk, whatever that is. Well, yeah, yeah, he says as he he looks Takes around suspiciously. I have no idea. Yeah, whatever that is. Whatever what? Sleep sex, weirdos. Fuck. Uh, yeah, no, there was the other kind of pseudo sex scene where again they were talking about moving the furniture and the chimney in the dollhouse like started smoking mm. as the you know the spiciness was starting to heat up a bit this needs to be said before we get into all the plot and everything did this movie actually tie into the netflix christmas cinematic universe well in the past we have bent over backwards and tied ourselves into knots trying to differentiate between a movie existing in the same universe as another movie or a movie as a narrative film being a movie in the other movie. Yeah. So in other words, there are times where Aldovia, which is one of the nation states, the fictional European nation states in all of these movies actually appear in the plot and that mm. would indicate that they exist in the same universe. And there are other times where characters are just scrolling through Netflix <laughs> and seeing other NCCU movies. Yes. And this does have both. There are scenes where the princess switch is playing on the TV of the sushi restaurant, mm -hmm. right? There, the, also the Lindsay Lohan movie we did last year. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Right. That it briefly appears on a TV set at one point. Apparently though, Jason Biggs is reading this book called Heart of a Warrior by Sophie McGinty. And Sophie McGinty. Oh, it's she's the book. She's the author. So that Lindsay Lohan in Falling for Christmas writes under the pseudonym. So my question is, what is the movie that's playing on Netflix? Is it an adaptation of her story? This is the thing. <laughs> exactly. Is it the same movie that we know? Or is it just an adaptation of this real person? It's unclear. I, I'm just convinced that all of them are biopics in this universe. There's right. no fiction. You have that's the only way you can keep your head on straight is you have to assume they're all biopics. I guess so. And the actors are the people as well. They just look remarkably similar. Or they're the same person. Or they're oh, actually it's like playing a Clint Eastwood. What's that Clint Eastwood movie where he gets the actual guys? Was that one on the train where they're like soldiers? Oh that stop my the god! Terrorists? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, it's not three ten to Yuma, but it's something in Paris. It's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Five twelve to Paris or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. I never saw that one. It's a situation where like like Netflix is hiring the actual people to play themselves in the movies. Could yeah. be. They're all biopics starring the actual people. That's how it works in this universe. So the version of Best Christmas Ever that we're watching, that is a performed biopic. Yes. Okay, this is not actually a reality. So when they're watching versions of other movies, what are they watching on screen? They're watching the movie that they watched when it really happened because they are remarkably accurate to the actual <laughs> events. Got it. It's either that or the Netflix uh, Christmas Cinematic Universe is like the Truman Show where everybody's being filmed at all times and they just don't know it. Oh, maybe. Yeah, good point. Good point. Maybe it's like a Truman Show thing. And so they're feeding in all of these other feeds. Yeah. So in other words, like Heather Graham is watching Lindsay Lohan's movie, but meanwhile, neither of them know that they're being filmed. What is this all culminating to? What's the Avengers endgame of the NCCU? I feel like it's going to be just absolutely insane Matrix-level shit that's revealed. Okay. I mean, Avengers Endgame... Super powerful beings all, right? Yes. What are all of the magical beings we've encountered so far? There's a witch that can send people through time. Right. Santa Claus. There's Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Weirdly always played by a different guy, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> this movie had the true Santa Claus. The others are, it might be Father Christmas or Papa Noel or, or the Magic Elf or whatever. I don't know what the other guys are, but this was Santa Claus. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, I guess you got... He is credited in this as Stranger, though. Oh. So it's... It's like the same way that Michael Myers is credited as The Shape. Exactly. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever called that on screen. He has a name. It's, it's Michael Myers. It's, Why are we calling him The Shape? Yeah, they the say shape. it on screen. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Why are you trying to be all mysterious? The Shape. There we go. <laughs> Which movie was it where there was like that weird little elf dude that like... Or like the weird old dude. Yeah, that's Santa, isn't it? No, no. He's, but he's like Santa in a tracksuit. I never even got the impression he was Santa. He's like just a Christmas spirit. 
Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Do we count uh, Super Spy Fifi as, like, the Black Widow of this series? <laughs> yeah, well, she's certainly going to come back, and yeah. I need more Hudgens, please, I'm, in these movies. I can't believe it. I missed her. I miss her so much. I missed her a lot. I, mean, I miss her <laughs> dearly. Yeah, I think that ultimately, Adam, though, I think you need a big bad. Mm. And I, that's what this, these movies are missing is in a post-credit sequence, we need, like, a you know, an overarching villain. Like Jack Frost? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, they cast Jonathan Majors already as the villain in these, <laughs> so now they have to walk it back. It's kind of tough. Can you imagine if all of a sudden Jonathan, Jonathan Majors, the only roles he can find, <laughs> the big baddie <laughs> in the NCCU? <laughs> so to answer your question, yes, this does connect to the NCCU. Okay. I rest my case. Best Christmas ever. Do you guys like this title? Pro title? Anti-title? What do you think? I don't know. It's one of the worst titles. I'm not sure I'm a fan of exclamation points in movie titles, though. I don't like any punctuation in my movie titles. No colons, no dashes. Get rid of all that shit. No oh, colons. I mean, as you, as you all know. We love a colon. <laughs> I am the preeminent defender of colons in movie titles, all right? I have one exception, and that is the question mark. Uh, Ooh, right, no look. punctuation. You, you're a colon defender. You can you can defend the colon. I, I love myself. A colon. <laughs> he loves the colon. I do. I, in fact, I love saying the word colon whenever I read a title with a colon in it. Now, do you like the colon or do you like what follows the colon? <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it all. Is that what you say to your colon? <laughs> I can't even finish the sentence. You like the follow through. Yeah, of course. There's a through line from the top of the colon to the bottom of the colon. You like that it just... (laughs) What has happened to this show in the last month? I don't know. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Nico can't wait to turn 50. (laughs) So I'm looking right now. IMDb has this list of exclamation points in movies and TV titles. Best Christmas ever is number one on the list. Shazam and Shazam Fury of the Gods both have a exclamation point. Uh, of course, probably the greatest of all time. Airplane has an exclamation mm. point. No mother. Mother. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Mars attacks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mamma Mia. Oh, that does have an exclamation point. It doesn't and Mamma Mia, here we go again. Oh, okay. Now, where's the exclamation point in Mamma Mia, here we go again? Is there a colon in there or is the... Actually, believe it or not, the Mamma Mia poster... Has it Mamma Mia exclamation point the movie as a subtitle? Let's see what Mamma Mia Here We Go Again has. Mamma Mia exclamation point Here We Go Again no colon. No colon. No colon and no period at the end. So it's like one complete sentence and then an incomplete (laughs) sentence. (laughs) You know? As is Shazam Fury of the Gods. Perfect. Uh, Moulin Rouge exclamation point. Oh, 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 guys, better blow your minds here. The Naked Gun colon <laughs> from the files of police squad exclamation point. That has the exclamation point on At it? At the end of the subtitle. It's very important. Why are we emphasizing from the files of police squad? <laughs> Why would that be the part of the title I yell? You can't even argue like, oh, remember the show Police Squad because no one fucking watched it. So, Right. <laughs> it's like, I still don't know what Police Squad is. Thank you for emphasizing it, though. <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original animated, exclamation point. Okay. Repo, exclamation point, the genetic opera, no colon. That thing you do, exclamation point. Oh, okay. Three Amigos. Man, there's a lot of these. Top Secret has an exclamation point. Hail Caesar has an exclamation That's hail, comma, Caesar, exclamation point. I love that the Coen brothers need to do like like perfect grammar. How about this, yeah. though? <laughs> Teen Titans Go, no comma. Ooh, bad. Mm-mm. Just Teen Titans go all exclamation point, uh, which is not like a direction to te- the Teen Titans. It's just Teen Titans go. go. That's what they do. They, they go. go. They go. Just a sentence. That's what they do. <laughs> teen Titans go. They go. Which also conjures memories of one of my favorite titles also, Star Trek Into Darkness, no colon. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to the read it as one Trek Star- Into Darkness. Yeah, the Trek is a verb. Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> that actually does make sense with that movie. Now that I've watched Star Trek. What star, Adam? Tell me what I'm the star, saying, star is. That Star it's Trek into, into Darkness. No, I think about- Star Trek as a verb. Yes, exactly. Like star- that's the thing star that we Trek do is we Star Trek. We Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> Everyone becomes oh. horrible assholes and, and. Oh, wait a minute! I'm gonna blow your minds with one here, folks. 
Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? <laughs> oh, no. The original animated show does not have a question mark at the end. It has an exclamation point. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the literal fuck, dude? I guess, yeah, titles are just off limits. You can do whatever the fuck Hello, you want. Hello, Dolly. Yeah. Oliver! Yeah, Oliver. Yeah. Oliver! What titles would benefit the most from an exclamation point? I think uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, exclamation. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a very... That really. <laughs> Could you imagine Marty looking no, at the I title? Got, I, got I got it. What if you went, silent? <laughs> Oh no! Uh, totally different movie. I, I can't. I'm just picturing the title fade on, and then just the boom, the fucking exclamation point. I found a list of uh, films on IMDb with an Terrabang in the title. I don't know what a Terrabang is. Please tell me. In Terrabang, in Terrabang, it is the symbol question mark exclamation point. Oh, word. Oh, oh, okay. How many movies do you think have an Interrobang in the title, according to IMDb? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to even think of one, but I'm sure there are plenty. I'm, I'm going to guess there's a good 55. This this list has one. Oh, God, what is it? A talking cat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> talking cat 2013. A talking family cat. Starring Eric Roberts as Duffy the Cat. Oh, no. <laughs> the heartwarming story of Duffy, the adorable talking cat. I'm looking this shit up. There's a film called Interrobang. Is it like... No punctuation. <laughs> it's the word Interrobang, no punctuation. And it's a Jalo film. Is it a porno? <laughs> it's a Jalo film? <laughs> it's a 1969 Italian Jalo film. Oh, boy, we missed out. <laughs> Best dot Christmas dot ever exclamation point plot please Nick take it away. We open up with a the reading of a Christmas card received in the mail, and this is not just a Christmas card. I should really this is a Christmas letter. Sure, you ever get these? I got a relative who notoriously sends a Christmas letter. We need to we need to have a long conversation about this. It's a it's a not only yeah. a Christmas letter. It's not like handwritten. It is a printed out Christmas newsletter. It looks like a brochure for this family. It yes, there you go. It's like an advertisement for how great my kids are. Exactly. Yeah, I know one family that sends these out, and they are like long, like biographies of everything they have done in the past year to let us know like what I'm doing for work and what my hobbies are and like my tomato garden is going great and my fucking Ooh. and it is the cringiest thing in the world. The the one from my my relatives, distant relatives, gives me a chuckle because it's not always cheery. Sometimes it'll be like, you know, Jessica lost her job this year and she's still <laughs> searching. Like it's just bl it's very blunt. The leukemia is <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> There was one where it was like, uh, I'm using fake names, by the way, but there's one where there was like uh, my like second cousin, Charles, basically like collected chickens and hid them in his closet. And it was a whole the incident. And there was like multiple the paragraphs. <laughs> what the hell? This is real shit, dude. Gary's been indicted for tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> At least that one brings a little cheer because it's amusing. Uh, that's great. <laughs> He hid chickens in his closet? Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Dead chickens? Can't get into it. I'm assuming. No, no. What? No, no, he was keeping chickens alive, but he wasn't allowed to have them, so he hid them in his closet. Okay. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I can't get into it for legal reasons, but... What's all that pecking upstairs in his room? <laughs> They're moving the furniture. <laughs> but what's your take on them, though? You're into them. Oh, they're horrible. Don't do them. If you're thinking about doing one, stop. Yeah. I mean, one of the plot points in this movie is like a guy is writing secret Christmas newsletters behind his wife's back and sending them out to all his friends and family. And it's like this big revelation in the movie of like, you've been hiding this for me? I thought you came clean. And I'm like, I, I can definitely relate to that because that would be a major scandal if someone in my family was fucking sending out Christmas newsletters without my consent. This is the problem, I think, with the movie. The biggest issue with the movie is that it's sort of operating under this assumption that the audience is ultimately going to be more on the side of the people sending out the newsletters right. and the Christmas cards. Yes. Uh, I never yeah. got there. I was no, always, no. Wrong side always, of history. always pro Heather Graham in, in this movie from the beginning. Like, yes, fuck this shit. <laughs> 
and you kind of lose some respect for her when she comes around, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Stick yeah. to your guns. This is really lame. Like, I would maybe file for a divorce, honestly. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that would cause you to file for, for divorce. Oh, dude, I'd have such a quick trigger when it came to a divorce. <laughs> yeah. Such a quick trigger. It wouldn't take much. Would not take much. <laughs> Hold my bags. All right, we're done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But yeah, Brandy in this movie uses the word splendiferous in her newsletter. Mm. That, that's kind of the vibe. She's like, Christmas is so great. She, she calls all of her friends her fellow earth dwellers mm. and uses made up adjectives like she's fucking Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not great. No. And this movie yet again follows characters that have ridiculous jobs and ridiculous amounts of money. We are told that she sold her company. It's not entirely clear what her company did. I, it's an aviation company. I think she's literally like a hot air balloon, like magnate. I don't think you can just start an aviation company without already having wealth. <laughs> and this movie heavily implies like this is like rags to riches. I mean, it's just like, oh, my little aviation startup took off. Like <laughs> she bet heavy on the public's appetite for hot air balloons. Right. Yeah, you know, she just sometimes you see a gap in the market and you fill it. Do most aviation companies, whatever that means, do those usually include hot air balloons? Most of them include like missiles and weapons. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> typically. Yes. I mean, if her money came from the military industrial complex, that would be a little more realistic. I have to admit, I was I was kind of waiting for the movie's twist to be. I, I knew Daniel was fucking dead, but I was I was waiting for for them to be well, like, okay, spoiler, holy shit. <laughs> oh yeah, Daniel's he's dead. I I had assumed Daniel died in a plane crash that he right. the plane that he built. Yeah, right, right, right. Because apparently these children are akin to Book of Henry children. One of them is. Uh, yes. Uh, no, there's a, another Book of Henry. Yeah, yeah, in female it. form. Yeah. I can't fucking believe we found this, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, book of Henrietta or whatever. Oh my yeah, I mean, god! There you go, exactly. It's like hook these. What two was her up. name in the movie? Oh, uh, I think B. Oh, B, uh, B, or Beatrix. B, but she Beatrix. goes by B. Yes, yes. She is the youngest child to be accepted into Yale. I thought it was Harvard. I thought it was Yale. Maybe it was Harvard. I think it was Harvard. Either way, I think it was Harvard too. But. Okay. Either way, she's eleven, ten, something like that. Thirteen at the most. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant. She like reads the trades every morning and she's like really into stocks. Yeah. And she has all these like inventions and things like that. And meanwhile, like she can't tell that the Santa Claus at the park has a fake beard. Like she can't see the strap on Santa. It's one of those old tropes of like the kid is so brilliant, but Santa Claus still gets past him. It's true. You know? So yeah, so the opening reading of this letter is covering uh, the family of Brandy, the actress Brandy. And then Heather Graham kind of cuts in. She's like, let me give you the real shit. My kids suck. (laughs) And she uh, basically rips apart the idea of these Christmas newsletters as they're everybody lies in them and fills them with fake stuff. And there's fourth wall breaking. Like she pulls like a fucking fight club, man, of like what's going on with all this Ikea furniture. She does. You know, it's like a real like I got to get this off my chest. And then we come to find that they're getting ready for Christmas and to go to her sister's house. And she asks her son, whose best friend is a monkey, and he thinks he's a ninja, according to the film. Was the monkey's name Bob? Monkey Bob. Yeah. All right, Monkey Bob. Yep, Monkey Bob. She asks her son, put in my sister's address so we can go for Christmas. And by the way, in stark opposition to B, the, the whiz kid, these kids are complete dopes. Yes. Like, it's like two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Is like, this kid is brilliant. She reads the trades. And then these other kids are like, oh, superheroes are cool. I don't know how to spell cat. <laughs> if you spotted me the A and the T, to quote David Fincher's The Killer. Um, <laughs> you know? No, I mean, Heather Graham basically says her kids suck. Yeah. She's like, my kids she are, hates her kids. They're fucking worthless. They got, they got nothing going for them. They won't even get into college. (laughs) So the son, having read the newsletter from her former friend who has the perfect life, he goes, you know, I don't want to go to my aunt's for Christmas. I'm going to punch in the wrong address into this GPS. And nobody catches on until they arrive at midnight, four hours later than they should have. And the wrong state in the wrong town until they literally get to the door and ring the bell. <laughs> yeah. No, and even then she's like, "What are you doing at my sister's house?" <laughs> like it just never fucking clicks. Charlotte Sanders? Jackie Jennings? <laughs> <laughs> 
My God, Robbie, my rocker, hey! <laughs> Jax? <laughs> what on earth are you doing here? I mean, is the band getting back together? I was gonna ask you the same question. Isn't this my sister Stacy's house? Uh, no, silly, this is my house. Honey, are you sure you put the right address in your phone? Of course I'm sure. Oh, wait, actually, I, I didn't put it in. I Surprise! How Mary. quickly would you know that you're going the wrong way? Like, you know? The second I got on the highway, I'm like, <laughs> wait a fucking second. It's this that is the wrong direction. <laughs> I, they, well, they're shocked. They're like, it's midnight. Your GPS should have told you that six hours ago. Right. It should have said, arrive by midnight. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, no, 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 honey, we, we got to go through North Carolina to get to Maine. That's just that's just how right. it works. That's, just, yeah. that's what you do, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know if they ever, like, explicitly say where each of these houses are. I know they're from Arizona. Okay. And they end up in Utah, near Salt Lake City. <laughs> Those are big states, by the way. <laughs> they're not small. <laughs> now, no. I, I, the implication here is that Heather Graham and Jason Biggs have not left a 10-mile radius around their home. They just have no idea where anything is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, they don't know that way I'm supposed to be taking the 12 instead of the, the 5. You know? It's, they have no right. clue. <laughs> They're the only people from the West Coast that have zero understanding of how highways work. I mean, if you could just accept that they're morons, which they are, right. it's easy. I get it. Okay, fine. They ended up. <laughs> but, then, but then the movie goes to great lengths to try to teach you that she's not a moron. She's instead a brilliant inventor. Right. Invents gloves that, like, fit onto, like, Danny DeVito's penguin. Those things. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> What a brilliant invention. It's a glove with three finger slots. I'm like, yo, no. <laughs> Fuck that There's no so reason hard. <laughs> Why does it have three finger slots? <laughs> and it's like to try to get Cheeto dust off your fingers. That's the idea is that the dust kind of just slides off your fingers. Due to static electricity. She can extrapolate from what she knows that, oh, this will also work when building engines on hot air balloons. <laughs> Brilliant inventor. Brilliant. Doesn't Brilliant. know what state she's in at any moment. <laughs> Doesn't check the fucking ETA. Just one love time. that. That is the funniest fucking thing, dude. Well, so they arrive at this wrong house, and it's so late, and everybody has to pee, so they decide, we'll just stay the night, and in the morning, we'll drive to the correct house. Mm. So she doesn't want to stay at this woman's house because, A, she thinks she's superficial and she hasn't talked to her in years. B, this woman used to date her husband, and she's uncomfortable with the whole thing, and she doesn't want to be there. And then in the first thing in the morning, they go to leave, and 40 feet of snow. I mean, it's just outrageous. Yes. They are trapped. Yeah. And it's not just Utah. It's it's every state in the whole country. Everybody's trapped. Nobody can go anywhere, according to the film. Yeah. Again, I feel like this is a great setup for like a Tyler Perry BET like soapy movie. Right. Like I feel like we're snowed in, you know, ex lovers, uh, you know, old wounds are reopened or whatever. Perfect know? opportunity to make it a little more dangerous, but they don't quite go there. Yes. Uh, there's also a line about how Brandy and Jason Biggs were once in a. Uh, no doubt cover band, according to Heather Graham, but uh, an original band, according to oh, yeah. Brandy and Jason Biggs. Apparently the band was called Total Certainty <laughs> um, and sounded an awful lot like No Doubt. So just like my band, Dan Steely. <laughs> just like your band, Dan Steely. Yes. Our, our favorite pub trivia name. <laughs> I love it. The name we use all the time when we go to pub trivia. I still use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, and I, right away I'm like, oh, okay, so Brandy is going to be able to sing a couple Christmas songs. Yeah, I'm like, okay, they're setting up for this. They're in a band together. I can see it now. And mm -hmm. yeah, they, they pay that off. They're trapped, and they decide we're going to spend the whole holidays with you instead. And uh, the kids begin to panic because what? Well, how is Santa going to know where we are? And then the smart one, Beatrix, says, well, I'm not convinced Santa's real. And they, the kids are going off on their own adventures to prove whether or not Santa is real through empirical evidence. Santa Claus. According to the 1934 treatise, Santa Claus is coming to town by Coots and Gillespie. His sole purpose is to bring toys to nice little boys and girls. In my research, I found no correlation between the level of naughtiness and the amount of toys received. 
In fact, the strongest factor is actually the financial health of the parents. But this doesn't make any sense. Unless there's something more sinister afoot. And together, we'll prove it. Prove what? That Santa Claus does not exist. I don't know, Beatrix. Bob and I are pretty sure he's real. We should mention, by the way, that we meet Brandy's husband. Real hunk of a guy. His name is Valentino. Valentino Miguel Garcia Jennings is his full name. He is a hunk of a man. When Heather Graham first meets him and he's preparing breakfast, she begins to swoon. Lots of close-ups on his muscles. I'll let you in on a little uh, fun fact here because I decided to pause this movie when a news article came on screen explaining the death of Brandy's child. And there is mention in that article that Valentino was a former telenovela star. You paused it and you read the whole article? Wow. Yeah, I did. I read the whole article. That was the only tidbit. Everything else was just like, Daniel died. And they never explained why. Like, they don't go into that. He died and now they opened a charity to continue on his legacy. And people donated to continue on his legacy. A lot of like that. But there was that one little telenovela thing, which I enjoyed. I, I do love how generic they are about his death. She She's like, after it happened. And then later, and she's like, I used to read him his bedtime story every night. And in the hospital, <laughs> it's like, what, 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 was there an accident? Was he sick? What's going on? Like, there's no fucking explanation. What does the charity do? It, you'd think maybe the charity would go to like, you know, if he was sick, go to like prevent the disease or whatever research. Charity's just to raise money to, for a solar powered hot air balloon. Yeah, I, I get. Well, no, I mean, I the charity does like bring clean water to Africa and shit. Oh, sure. No, but I'm banking that Daniel died inventing his own hot air balloon and or plane mm. it crashed right he was you know in in critical condition and he died in the hospital <laughs> yeah i'd like that that's what i think of. i think he was test flying his hot air balloon yes and the real santa on his sleigh was coming in hot <laughs> and just <laughs> fucking mid-air collision <laughs> Santa didn't know what to do. He's like, I can't get this pinned on me. All the children, they'll lose hope. Dude, you got to figure, you're right. Santa is definitely like, the speed he's going to get to every house. Hauling ass. He's probably responsible. For, you know, remember that collision in the second season of Breaking Bad? Like, that was Santa Claus. Yeah, it's like Santa definitely caused a couple of those. That explains the teddy bear, though, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah, right. There yeah, go. there you go. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah, Santa's yeah. just fucking fucking lying. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Mo, he's honking on the horn to the sleigh. How many birds do you think Santa plows through every fucking year? Yeah, I mean, no fucking windshield on the sleigh. You, That's a good point. Could you imagine be, being a, a pilot on a plane? It'll be like, Jack, I hit a deer. <laughs> They say you're supposed to accelerate through those things. Gotta go through them. It popped right over the windshield. They always say speed up, but you know, in real time, you want to hit the brake. You know, it's like, am I gonna remember that when I encounter a deer? It's a real problem. So, you know, it's like, come on, what do they expect me to do? Of course, I'm gonna swerve out of the way. It's the only time pilots need to worry about deer is Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit that's funny they gotta stop the plane drag it to the side of the road <laughs> oh man we had to snap uh, the poor deer's neck oh my god <laughs> the thing was still moving sorry blitz oh. <laughs> man kill the mutant one with the red nose <laughs> he looks sick <laughs> Got a disease. <laughs> got fucking deer smallpox. <laughs> Why is that shit lighting up? Is it fucking radio radioactive? Like, oh my that God. is the thing about Rudolph. It's like he's got a red nose that glows. What kind of fucking disease is that? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh man. Uh, wow. Whew. Yeah. So, so Santa so Santa killed Daniel. Daniel yes. died at the hands of the sleigh. <laughs> Fucking Santa, yep. Yeah, it was rolled vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> it happens. It happens, you know. <laughs> so Daniel's dead and what yeah, I, mean, I don't know. What the movie is kind of conflictless, Less, I would yeah. say. Yeah. 
I mean, the the jealousy and the secrets that they're keeping, you know, she thinks that Brandy and her husband still have a thing, sort of. And mm-hmm. she's attracted to this other guy. Right. And she asks him about it and he goes, oh, I love when other men are attracted to my wife. <laughs> and she goes, well, are you attracted to me? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it doesn't help the conflict at all right there. Yeah. When it finally comes out, she goes, you know, I found that you have been writing to her. Did you plan this whole thing so we'd spend the spend the evening here? And he goes, fine, I'll admit it to you. I've been writing to her. I've been writing to all of our friends this secret newsletter right. like we talked about. Sure. And suddenly she's the bad guy. Right. Mm-hmm. I still think she's the good guy. I totally agree with you. It's deranged, yes. deranged thing to do. Yeah. You know, Heather Graham is suspicious of Brandy, that her stories are a little bit exaggerated. And the, the you know, little shred of evidence that sends her down this investigatory path is a book titled photoshop for dummies and there is a bookmark on chapter nine and i think i I forget exactly what it was but it was something to the effect of combining images and so she assumes all of these photos in the newsletter must be photoshopped because you know she she has the bookmark in chapter nine of the just left out in the open it's like you know again back back to breaking bad it's like the walter white diary in the on the toilet (laughs) why is this book in the guest room that's what i can't grasp it's very sloppy you know for a master criminal try a, a forger a photoshop forger mm, not to cover mm-hmm. her tracks a little better but she comes to find that just about every claim in there is true except for her dead son that's apparently in africa except for her dead son it turns out i wanted to bring up um what is it with the perfect man being a karate expert this has happened in barry and now it's happened in best christmas ever it's actually very simple, Adam. It's because the perfect man is a karate expert. Really? I don't know how much more clear. <sighs> if you don't know karate, what are you fucking doing? First of all, it's pronounced karate. Karate, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Secondly, there is a scene where Valentino kicks Heather Graham very hard in the chest. Yes. Like, fucking nails her because he assumes she's a home intruder. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The guy is a former telenovela star turned... Karate expert. Yeah, whatever. What do you what do you call that? Sensei. Yeah. Oh, a sensei. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, there's a shot of him in midair about to kick a kid in the face. Totally. Which is just great. Love that. Right. Reminded me a lot of my karate senseis oh, from back in the day when I I dabbled in a little tai chi. Why don't you get back into it, Nico? You know, I might pick up where I left off. You think they'll let me like pick up on the purple belt? Ooh. Like if I just show them, you know, it's like, is this a lifetime thing? It's like a college degree. I can always go back or do I have to start from the beginning? Again? Have you paid your dues? Have you kept up with your dues? I haven't. Uh, My donations to the uh, Valari School for Karate <laughs> kind of dried up. I still get the alumni letters all the time being like, hey, we need, you know. Nico, you are our best student. Look at where you are now. He's definitely not their best student. I'll tell you that. I was definitely the worst in the class by a mile, and it wasn't fucking close. Jeez. I fucking cried every time they made me break the board with my arm. It hurt my arm so bad. Did you ever break a board? Yeah, I broke a couple boards in my day. Ooh. See? Hey. That's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Sure. On your way to being the perfect man. It hurt. But <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> Ow. um so yeah valentino she accidentally spoils his christmas gift which is they recreated a dollhouse that had something to do with his grandmother his grandmother made dollhouses and whatever and they broke it and she fixes it and they all make up they all come clean she finds out about the dead kid she goes well i think it's best if we leave and then her friend goes did this strike you as weird this moment she's like i think it's best if we leave and her friend goes i don't want you to leave will you stay and she goes we will (laughs) <laughs> so we're not going to spend Christmas together. Well, I can't imagine spending the holidays together after what happened. I mean, what I did was unforgivable. But Charlotte, everybody makes mistakes. That's why they put erasers at the end of pencils. But I mean, that dollhouse, it must have taken you weeks to build. Um, months. But it was a thing, Charlotte, not a human being. It's over forgotten okay who was it that said to forget is to forgive i don't know my favorite line in that scene was what i did was unforgivable Uh, it's like you broke a dollhouse i think like you know there is redemption waiting for you at the pearly gates i don't think like you're damned for life now because you broke a dollhouse (laughs) 
Maybe the word unforgivable is a little strong there. It's it's weird to think of a man too getting that upset over a broken dollhouse, right? So. Especially a sensei. That's all. Yeah, yeah. A true man's man. As they make up, they uh, decide for the big Christmas celebration event that they're doing that all the kids are going to. Part of the big surprise is a giant hot air balloon, completely solar powered because Daniel really cared about the environment. Um, and they're going to fly it over the event and light up the star on the uh, hot air balloon. And so the two ladies decide to go together on this hot air balloon. It's short circuiting. So luckily her Dorito gloves come in handy. <laughs> they yep. can only operate this hot air balloon with the Dorito gloves. And this is for the Christmas pageant? The fully solar powered Hot air balloon for the Christmas pageant can only be piloted with the Dorito gloves. That is correct. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is a true sentence of the plot of this film. Yes. (laughs) For the star of Bethlehem. That's what the, that's what the light is. Right, right, right. right. So, so yeah. So she gets in the basket. This was flies up. (laughs) Oh my God. This drove. We need to go shot by shot in this last 10 minutes. All right. This is how unhinged this shit is. How much time we got here. Oh my God. (laughs) She gets in the basket. Flies up, it short circuits and comes back down. Right. Heather Graham goes, let me help you with it. Good thing I bring my Dorito gloves everywhere. <laughs> and, and she turns it on and it flies back up. And Brandy goes, you did it. And then she goes, do you want to come with? And she goes, yeah, sure. And instead of floating back down five feet, she drops down the wooden ladder, the rope ladder. You literally just came down 10 minutes ago. Why does this thing have a wooden ladder to begin with, by the way? <laughs> well, as you know, all hot air balloons, just in case you have to make a quick getaway. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, you got to grab the rope and, you know, jump get, on as it's I mean, 80 away. days to get around the world is a very short time, you know. So they're both in the balloon together and they're flying over town on their way and they accidentally realize they left the ladder down oh, yes. when it latches on. To the giant Santa sleigh decoration hanging above Brandy's house, (laughs) which two things that's not more than a five foot ladder. So you're flying less than five feet over your own home for the CEO of an aviation company. I question. Yes, your protocol here. Yes. (laughs) I also just want to question this solar powered. I know they explain it in the film, but it's solar powered and it's mainly to be used at night. Do they explain it, Nick? It's a little like. Well, she goes, well, the solar batteries were fully charged. Why isn't it working? That's the thing. But you're going to. I thought the same thing. I'm like, I don't care if the batteries are fully charged. I don't want to fly anything that's solar powered at night. No, I am not trusting the sun to power my flight. I want the most toxic fumes imaginable. Like, come on. If it's a hybrid, like, if you're telling me it's mostly solar powered, but there's a backup gas engine. Exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 But, like, if we're going down, we're fine. I'm not trusting a fucking calculator to, you know, when I'm 10,000 feet in the air, you know? Now, this thing was designed by Stockton Rush. That's what this was. (laughs) (laughs) You know, shit. So they accidentally hook on this sleigh, and they're carrying the sleigh and the reindeer. All the way over. And Adam, I don't know if you're like me, but this is the moment where the movie got particularly unhinged for me. Oh, yeah. Brandy goes, should I set down the hot air balloon and we unhook this thing? Which, yes, is the correct answer. Normally, I don't think you'd have a choice in the matter because that thing's pulling your fucking balloon down regardless. Right. But whatever. <laughs> so it's a super powered solar power balloon. If the solar batteries aren't heavy enough, <laughs> this fucking giant sleigh surely is. I also like at the beginning when they see the sleigh decoration, it's not just, oh, there's a plastic sleigh on the roof. They go, wow, that is a fully like winter ready sleigh. Right. How did they get that on the roof? Like they make that mention. Right, 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 right. right, right. Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry, this movie's crazy. It's unhinged. (laughs) It is great, but yes, it is. Now, I think it's really important to mention at this point. While the kids this entire film have been trying to prove or disprove Santa Claus, this has not been, like, adequately explained to the parents. Like, the parents are not really aware that their kids are having a crisis of confidence. 
in whether or not Santa Claus is real. Right. Yes. A crisis, a of, crisis faith. of faith. Yes. They, <laughs> totally, don't, yeah. they don't believe anymore. It's a fucking Scorsese movie <laughs> for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> this is not made clear to the adults. So it is that much more batshit fucking bonkers crazy that she goes, you know what? No, don't set up down the hot air balloon. I'm going to climb down the ladder and play Santa Claus. <laughs> it is really ridiculous. I'm going to literally risk my life doing the most dangerous thing anybody could do right the balance because christmas i know what you're about to say but the physics of this is impeccable the balance is unbelievable it's a single rope ladder (laughs) this thing is suspended at one inflection point yes (laughs) well there's like a second hook there was a second hook there was and it's just a are you sure it's just a ring it's literally just a round ring on a rope that somehow got hooked to the front okay so the ladder's on the back this ring's on the front I, I still don't see a scenario where she flops down the other direction like the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it immediately goes nose up. Yes. <laughs> Even if this is hooked on two points, there's still an axis for it to spin on. Exactly. Yes, yes, Oh, yes. yes. That would have been hilarious if it just, like, yeah, flipped over like a canoe. That would have been great. <laughs> like a canoe. <laughs> but, no, that is one very well-made decorative sleigh, let yes. me tell you, and an even better balloon to hold yeah. this thing up. Right, and the center of gravity there is just perfectly Perfect. balanced. Perfect. Could not have been Yes. But here's another thing too. Speaking of like how this thing is short circuiting, it is established, although Heather Graham was an aspiring inventor at one point in time and apparently has come up with some nifty ideas along the way. She is responsible for overseeing the safety of a Roomba style vacuum cleaner. Yeah, and it it goes under. It goes under in the movie. That's one of the crises in the movie. For not being safe, for setting fire to homes. There's a news broadcast that pops on in the sushi restaurant. Oh, this is another scene. The son runs away to go to a sushi restaurant because he thinks he's a ninja. And it's called like Warrior Sushi. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, that's not okay, movie. That's it's fucking insane. It's not and, okay. And all the waitresses there are like, oh, it's so adorable. We never, we don't get too many real, real ninjas, ninjas coming into in. our sushi restaurant. We also should explain, this is a fat little white kid who's like, I'm a ninja. And he has like a fucking toy monkey with him. A toy monkey that is used in this movie like he's fucking Annabelle. It's creepy. Like one of those, yeah. like, like he's just always there and like the scares are like, why is the monkey in the bed? Or like a poltergeist with yeah, that yeah, doll. Yeah. Where's the, the doll? Yeah, there's like jump scares with a goddamn monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the monkey's in the backseat of the car and then the car immediately crashes. <laughs> yep, exactly. It almost kills people. She risks her life for the monkey, for God's sakes, to drop it on her son. That's right. Great drop. Fucking Tom Brady over here. Uh, yeah, it's amazing shit. What you have to compensate for, the momentum of the hot air balloon, by the way, you got to drop it just a little before you go over the kid, too. Otherwise, you're going to miss him. Right. Incredible. Landed perfectly on him. Yeah, so her company goes under because these Roombas, I think on the news broadcast, they call it like the vacuum of death or something because they're catching on fire. And so she's about to lose her job, and that affects her ability to pay for this new house that they just bought together and i don't know if they ever do resolve that if she gets her job back or what no it's kind of just a leap of faith uh but she gets a brand deal with her um dorito gloves with mariah carey that's what she it is. makes right, up right, for right, yeah right 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 right, right. yeah the, th- the three fingered fucking gloves <laughs> sure point being i don't know if i trust this woman and her judgment when it comes to climbing out of hot air balloons and onto sleighs that's all i'm saying these are all bad people i don't understand where they got their money mm-hmm. it makes no sense But God, is this movie unhinged in the best fucking way. So she's in the sleigh and she's like, I'm going to pretend to be Santa. I'm not going to put a beard on, but I'm going to put a hat on. Mm -hmm. And I am close enough to the crowd underneath for them to be able to hear my every word. You should be able to tell that's your mom up there, dude. 
Like if you could hear her, you could see, right? And you certainly will be able to see the giant hot air balloon above the sleigh. <laughs> you know, it's implied that there's some optical illusion where they can only see the sleigh. A little bit annoying because there's there's an easy fix to this. Just have them going through clouds and then she's just dipped just beneath the clouds. And she can drop it. Yeah. I did think for a second maybe they would unhook the sleigh and then just, just use the momentum <laughs> to see, you know, maybe the sleigh would actually fly or whatever, but they don't, they don't do that. That would have been amazing. When they finally do land and unhook the sleigh, they get some help unhooking it. Yeah, they do. Uh, from a bystander who just happens to be there. The stranger. Uh, just a stranger. Yeah, right. Michael Myers. The shape. It's the shape. The shape. It's the shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, Santa Claus is there. Literally, fucking Santa Claus, the man himself. That's right. The fat man. Unhooks and uses her name mm. without her telling him yep. her name. Right. And then disappears in a puff of magical cotton candy colored smoke. I mean, yeah, kids, I suggest you believe because he still believes in you. Yeah, that's right. That's what the little girl says at the end. That's right. And then here comes Brandy. They're breaking out to song and there's your movie. I love, I love, forget about the nativity story. We're going to start singing Christmas carols now <laughs> about so here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> Fuck you, I Jesus. I do love that, like, <laughs> we're going, we're hard turn into paganism know, right? again. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the nativity does get interrupted by the little girl who's like, I have an announcement about Santa Claus. And we're like, all right, bitch. Like, we're doing, we're doing Jesus shit here. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure the church would have a bone to pick with you right now, all right? <laughs> and at what point can you, like, Treat. I mean, this little girl is the youngest person to go to Harvard. Like, you can't keep treating her like a kid. I think you can treat her like an adult and tell her to shut the fuck up, right? I, I think you could probably withdraw her admission to Harvard at this point. You know, like for not realizing that Santa is not real. <laughs> but I guess Santa is real in this universe, and so maybe she's onto something. Maybe she is. Yeah, that's true. That's and maybe her parents really were moving furniture. I mean, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't uh, wise to that either. <laughs> <laughs> so they get the house and that's basically it, right? Yeah. 4.4% yeah. interest. Oh, no, lower than that. What did they negotiate it down to? Like 3% or something? 3.1. Yeah, the banker. They have like this like evil banker as, as is the trope in these Christmas movies all the time. I think he should be ashamed of himself. Existing home sales in that area are down 14%. That's the sales fourth quarter in a decade. And have you taken a look at your bank's 10Q recently? It's pathetic. How do you think your customers would feel if they knew that this institution was on the verge of insolvency? Huh? I'm sorry, but their credit, it's... Above your requirement thresholds. Come on, Mob, Miss Sanders. We can do better elsewhere. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to charge you 4% interest on this new house. And Adam, as a new homeowner, is like, fuck. I'll take it. Yeah. Give Where it do I me. sign? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's supposed to be like. Sounds lovely. Una exactly. Unaffordable. You're the first person I thought of when I heard that. And I'm like, this movie can go straight to hell. In post-COVID, 4.4% <laughs> in this market? Thank you. <laughs> this is the most generous banker. It's the best thing I've ever the heard. The most altruistic banker I've ever it's, seen. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that you can talk down the banker too. Oh my like, god! Good fucking luck, yeah. dude. Yeah, good luck with that. Never happening, right? <laughs> Haven't you seen your bank stocks? It's like I don't give a shit, kid. Like, <laughs> go to another bank. Bye. Stupid movie. <laughs> Just be happy that your refrigerator doesn't have asbestos in it. All right, and, <laughs> and that's the most you can hope for when you're looking for a home in this market. Four point four percent. Jesus Christ! Like, like, like six like percent with a flooded basement, fucker. It's, just, it's, it's literally on fire. We'll knock it down to seven. You, can, you have the house, but you got to call the fire department first. Right. You have to, to have get it. here. You have to save the house before you can buy it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. We love you. We'll be back with more Christmas things next week, and we'll see ya. Yep.